So trust the editors and uh, make sure you select the relevant stuff. Your, your job is basically to make the editors and the machine learning algorithm job easier. And you shouldn't fake or add stuff that just don't make sense. Hey guys, um, this is Natko from Sterefox and you're listening to the second episode of the Fox Tales, our uh, brand new podcast. Uh, so last time you uh, we spoke about, uh, in our very first episode, we spoke about uh, Spotify tutorial playlists and the kind of uh, the ecosystem that uh, Spotify creates. Uh, so now we're going to touch base on um, what uh, the actual pitching process is and uh, some of the know-how uh, we've uh, learned in the past couple of years as a label and as a curator. Um, so yeah, I uh, hope you liked our previous episode. I uh, hope it was interesting. So today we're going to dive deeper into more details on how to things work and what you can do as an artist. Hi guys, I'm Ivo. I'm also joining Nasco in this episode. And before we deep dive, uh, we just want to thank our producer, Boyan, who is here next with us. We forgot to mention him in the first episode because we are very new to this. But yeah, he's amazing and his music is amazing. So definitely check it out. Uh, but yeah, we kind of, where we left last time was basically how the why editorials exist, how they work, um, and the different the differences between different editorials, and we can just dive right in. I was just thinking, how would a day of a Spotify editor look like? And I, I imagine they have this kind of backend tool where they can just open and be like, okay, I'm curating for two beats today. Let me pull all the tracks that have this kind of mood or or romantic or meditative, and feature uh, acoustic guitar, for example. And I imagine the database just returns you a huge object of song list where you can start and listen to. I don't know. That's how I imagine it looks like. I've never seen it. Like I, I cannot imagine how. Like where do you start from? Uh, so imagine like we should say that uh, Spotify is unique uh, from all of the um, digital streaming platforms. Uh, main for many ways, but <laughs> uh, but one of the things is that they actually let every single artist out there pitch to them. And uh, this is um, this is the only platform that allows this. So basically, if you like, if it's even your uh, very first uh, release, or if it if you're a super small artist, bed, bedroom producer, uh, you can actually send your music to Spotify, which is pretty great uh, because it gives uh, it gives you more or less an equal chance to to be discovered. Uh, but um, you have to do your bit. <laughs> so that's what you're going to spoke. Do your speak own research about as well. So yeah, um, why pitching is important and why you should do it for every single release you're, you're doing. Uh, it's because, well, it's the uh, it's your way to end up on that imaginary database uh, I just mentioned. It also increases your chances to land on ra- on other algorithmic playlists um, like, it, like uh, Release Radar or Discover Weekly. And it's your best chance of ending up in the sight of a editor or the machine <laughs> as a matter of fact um yeah so there is no clear formula on uh, how things work uh, as we've fa- explained uh, we've only gathered some knowledge and experience and um trial and error uh so far in the in the past couple of years uh but hope you find this info useful so let's directly dive in into uh where does this magic happen 
And I'm you, you're probably familiar with the platform that's called Spotify for Artists uh, or S4A. Um, why you need this? Uh, it's uh, basically, except for uh, the fact that this is where the pitching happens, it actually gives you a lot of uh, uh, great uh, data uh, for your releases, a lot of statistics. Um, you can actually uh, track your performance um, by period, or you can actually see where where your track ended up on both um, editorial and um, user-created uh, playlists. Um, you can actually read a lot of super interesting um, music uh, industry-related news or uh, blog posts. So it's it's a pretty great place, actually. Um, and also, this is the place where you can utilize all of the Spotify's functionalities, such as Canvas, the artist pick you can select on your profile. Uh, this is where you can up update uh, your profile. Uh, profile picture includes social uh, social media uh, links, etc. Um, I'm just gonna uh, kind of give a bonus content for because you mentioned artist pick. If you're an artist and you haven't used artist pick, yes, please do. And my personal uh, advice would be to generate an artist playlist with your favorite tracks. It's a great way to connect with other artists and to showcase your audience what uh, you like. By audience, mean not only the people who listen to, but maybe even editors. Um, and it's a great way to grow and just have additional content for your social media playlist. I love exploring artists' playlists on their pick. So yeah, if you haven't used that, please do. Yeah, um, so if you're wondering how to use this, if you don't have access to your uh, uh, Spotify for Artists yet, uh, you can claim it in the link that we're going to leave uh, on uh, in the description, uh, and um, or you can just type Spotify for Artists. Um, if it's your first ever release, um, you can ask your distributor for your artist URI, which is basically your unique code that um, stands for your artist on Spotify. Uh, and make sure you also have uh, social media uh, accounts ready and yeah, already they, created, like Instagram, require, Twitter, etc. Yeah, Twitter, Instagram, Wikipedia. Yeah, Wikipedia, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and Facebook. I think you can just automatically link them, and it's sort of a verification process. So yeah, you, you're going to have to do some steps before pressing the final page button at the end. <laughs> So yeah, there are a few things that I would like to mention before you actually start uh, getting into Spotify for artists or to, to the picture, uh, to the actual pitching process. Um, those things you might think goes uh, go without saying, but I would still like to mention them because we've seen everything as a curator and as a label. Um, so the first thing, um, very, very, very important, make sure your track is good, <laughs> uh, spot on. Uh, a low quality track which with uh, a like 16 bar loop and overuse samples that hasn't been properly mixed or mastered just doesn't stand a chance it's just Spotify on, and every other platform is all about good music as I mentioned in the previous episode so make bring your A game to your music is the first thing yeah I get feedback from hopefully other producers or at least your friends uh, sometimes I'm surprised because we, we, as a curator, we get also a lot of submissions and I would listen to a track of like, if only someone just had told you about this one thing would have really probably changed the game. But yeah, I mean, as you said, goes without saying, but it is, we have to mention it in the checklist. Make sure your music is spot on. Um, the same applies for the artwork. Basically, just do not, do not overlook this because uh, it is 
basically half of the representation of a track. Before anyone hits play, they're actually going to see this. And uh, obviously not everyone can uh, allow themselves uh, customized artwork or like beautifully drawn picture. Uh, you can ask a friend to help you out. Uh, we've seen many people do this or there is a there is like a huge um, variety uh, of um, platforms for uh, royalty-free pictures. Yeah, I think Unsplash is one Unsplash. we often use that provide creative commons license that you can use for your artwork. And as you said, it is it is really important just because um, especially when you are sort of competing for listeners' attention, at least I would often find myself, if I scroll through a number of tracks to kind of pick, if I have to pick a few, I definitely take the artwork into consideration. It doesn't have to be really complicated, but if it reflects the mood or the vibe of your track and it's at least average looking, so to say, it definitely makes a difference. Uh, and that's, I, I believe that's what also curators and also listeners are, are taking into account. I mean, it's important, as they said, like half work, uh, artwork is uh, just half of your track. Basically from the first time people see this, like the artist name, the artist track name and the artwork. Um, so this is this is actually like kind of a bonus thing that I just thought of, but the name of the track is also kind of important. Um, we've seen people who tag their uh, their tracks uh, just like um, track underscore one, which just doesn't look good. Just I'm, beat. Oh. That's, that, that's actually a track name and like, okay, thank you. No. Yeah. So, so, I mean, this is something that uh, definitely br brings uh, more attention to you. Um, One other topic that we, we actually rarely, I would say never, we never discuss track length. In all fairness, it's not something we as a label think about much, but I do hear um, people discussing, other people in the music industry discussing whether that's important or not. Um, I personally think that it actually might be important, depends on your goal and where you want to land in terms of editorial, I would not advocate for people to write music because of a specific editorial, but you do need to think about whether your nine minute track is going to fit a playlist where the average length is three minutes and 30 seconds. Um, so it's definitely good to know. I think it's more like for your research and how your track kind of fits different playlists. One of the 4,000 editorial playlists that are out there. Yeah, um, this is somehow connected with the with the quality of the track uh, because you don't need to have a six minute track that's just like the same thing going on all, all over again, right? So basically, yeah, this is connected to just try to make a good track if your track is super interesting for six minutes. And we had this re release with Bonsai that's actually six minutes and super interesting, super diverse, and it's a whole journey. Uh, I mean, it does make sense, right? To, to do it but yeah again um when 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 you reach to the stage where you need to you're getting ready for your submit for your playlist pitch or for even for releasing your music uh i think an artist should definitely spend a few hours exploring the playlist that they think um kind of fit their vibe are you i would usually start with a with a section on in spotify for artists which is fans also like um and i would browse other artists that already have placements or i think um, I would imagine that their sound is similar to the specific artists we are we are releasing with, and just try to explore whether they have been featured on other um, editorials or just manually browse by myself. And once I would identify five or ten uh, playlists, I would just listen to them and kind of figure out uh, what the editor behind them is is going after. And that usually helps 
when uh, writing the pitch later on. Yeah. Um, speaking of Spotify for artists and um, the functionalities, uh, Spotify really like uh, if you use their functionalities, like all of it, all of them. So basically, there are things that we mentioned, such as the Spotify Canvas. Yeah. Um, that I mean, it's a relatively new feature, but it's uh, it was uh, recently open to everyone. Yeah, like two two three months ago in their big February or March event where they released a lot of features. Yeah, so yeah. yeah they released it to everyone. Uh, Spotify Canvas is a totally different topic, and we have an article about it, which uh, we encourage you to read. Uh, but basically, it's a short video between three and eight uh, seconds that's looping uh, on top of your track. Yeah. And actually, a user has to enable it uh, manually yeah. so they can see it because it just you know generates a lot of more data than just streaming. But it's a pretty cool thing, and Spotify really like if you're using it. And speaking of this, obviously, just don't be lazy. Write write a bio that's at least like uh, a fifteen hundred characters. Add pictures, add your social media links that we mentioned, uh, the artist pick or um, the artist uh, playlist that Ivo also uh, spoke about. Um, basically, show them that you are um, a real person, that you have a story behind, and um, we've we've actually uh, spoken to artists that say, you know, I cannot write my bio. I am, <laughs> you know, I am uh, a musician. Uh, but uh, you can definitely ask for help or or just speak from your heart. I mean, it's you after all. So just don't uh, don't type "I make beats," right? So I mean, it just doesn't look um, interesting enough for you to to be featured, I guess. Yeah, the artist profile from your social media to your bio, it has to be just kind of complete. Uh, you don't have to go like all Wikipedia with your uh, information, but at least have a few sentences about yourself that are going to make a curator, whether that's an official editor or someone like us who is independent curator, just stop by and figure out, okay, I like this person's music, but is there more to it? Um, same goes for what we spoke about, like have some sort of social media presence. I don't, obviously we've seen artists who are on editorial that have completely blank profile, but honestly, I do think can give you a competitive advantage sometimes when someone is on the fence um, about your music and it doesn't hurt. It's something you should do anyways, uh, not just uh, for one release. Um, and you can always just check other artists' profile and just get some inspiration or write us on social media or, and we figure something out. But that is important step you need to kind of check off your list. Um, yeah, as you mentioned uh, regarding the um, social media activities, uh, I've read that actually curators check you on Google and they check your source shows, what's going on. If you have a super interesting story or there is something super peculiar about you going on or you have like a great plan that you're um, revolving around your releases, uh, this is this is something to, to also consider. Don't be like a ghost. Uh, don't be just like, uh, making some tracks and just sending them to Spotify. I mean, obviously you can do it and it's definitely an extra work to uh, keep up with your socials because as you know, small small artists do everything by themselves. Uh, but this definitely to try to be as active as possible and also try to create a good artist brand. We also have an article regarding this, building the music brand of an artist uh, in, with the case of Verdance, which we started from scratch. Uh, it's a a great journey, I would say, and we learned a lot from it. So I would encourage you to take a look there as well. Yeah. Next thing we should talk about is the actual timeline and when 
So you've done a lot of the checks so far. Uh, and now it's going to be a time to actually plan your release. I, I think, pe like we, again, people say two weeks, three weeks, four weeks. I think four to six weeks is a safe. If you have, like, if you don't have this kind of super important schedule that you really have to uh, abide to, I think four to six weeks is a really, gives you an extra chance to be heard um, from what we've seen so far with our releases as a label. Yeah. Obviously, the earlier the better um, is what we've read uh, because you actually don't ever, you know, disappear from the from the um, the database of Spotify. Um, once you enter there, the longer you are, the longer you have the chance to be discovered. You disappear when your track is out. Basically. Oh yeah, uh, but also also there there's been tracks that have been added like months after they've been released. So it's not it's not that you completely disappear. Yeah, you stay in their system and. Um, just make sure to obviously, as as we mentioned, at least one week would uh, give you a way higher chance to get into um, your release radar, your uh, listeners' release radar, and um, just I would I would say as as long as you're happy with how your music sounds, as long as you're happy with your artwork, just submit it through for distribution uh, ASAP, and then it's uh, it's time for the actual pitching. Yeah, right. So. Um, there, there's definitely been cases for last minute uh, editorials, uh, but this is something that I wouldn't, <laughs> I wouldn't advise for you to rely on. Just, so, I usually advise artists to kind of come up with a timeline that makes them comfortable and it kind of removes the stress around the whole thing because it's already stressful on its own. So having like a made-up uh, deadline in two weeks is, I find a bit bizarre, but hey, to each its own. That would be just my personal advice. Uh, yeah, this is uh, something that I, I I think some artists would be um, kind of against uh, because what we say me would mean that you actually release uh, like one track a month or something. Because yeah, this is this is something that we're uh, we're going to speak now about. But once you pitch a track to Spotify, uh, you cannot pitch another one until this one is released. So this is very important for you to consider once you you do your release schedule. Uh, we definitely need to do another episode on how things work. Yeah, release strategy. Release strategies and to elaborate more on how we do things. Uh, but yeah, definitely, definitely take this into consideration. And sometimes I would say that uh, doing a proper release once a month would be way better than uh, just releasing things. Everything every at once. Two, yeah. Or yeah, or every two weeks. Um, this, I mean, this, you might have a lot of great music to show to the world, but, uh, I mean, I would advise to do it properly. So before we go to the final stage, which is the process, there's one more thing we, we usually use as a label. It's a tool called Cyanide. Um, and it's an AI tool, which scans your track and gives you a, I assume it's using similar technology to, to the, the system at Spotify. But essentially, it gives you information about your track, uh, like mood, uh, genre, genre, obviously BPM and stuff like that, which you probably already know, anyways. Uh, but it's I found it very accurate when it comes to describing uh, someone's track. And sometimes, when we are in doubt uh, how to tag a track in the submissions process, we just run the track by Cyanide, and uh, it's pretty awesome. Shout out to these guys. 
yeah, um, d don't necessarily rely on it, and don't just like select a uh, like a machine, you know, whatever it gives you. I think it's just a good good thing to take into consideration. Like for example, very often there are, there are tracks that I find super upbeat, but they're actually not that upbeat in, in terms of um, uh, of AI um, opinion and. Uh, like sometimes they can be a bit more melancholic that you don't you don't necessarily hear it as a user because it's a personal experience. So sometimes selecting this might give you a higher chance to getting into the proper editorial. Yeah, and then when you get into the whole pitching process, so the episode is going to come out with an article as well where we're going to visualize the screens. But bear in mind that whenever you listen to this episode, weeks or months or years from now maybe, the the UI is gonna probably look different, um, so we're not gonna do super deep dive into the screens. But one thing that we can say is, if uh, input field or checklist or a drop down is there, it's there for reason, and you should be as accurate as possible. So if Spotify is asking you for something, uh, add that, use that. It's going going to be factored into how an editor is gonna filter and use their system to find tracks similar or similar to yours. Yeah, so we're getting to the actual pitching. Um, some things to consider before doing this and when actually doing it. So um, as I said, you can only pitch an unreleased song. And once you uh, once this song is pitched, you cannot pitch another one until it gets out. Uh, so basically, you can also pitch one track from an EP or album. You cannot pitch the whole thing. Uh, so make sure you select the the best one. I would say, bear in mind that uh, editors can actually select another song from this album. So you actually pitch the whole album, but you give their uh, you give um, your opinion on the focus track. Uh, so yeah, make sure you pick you pick the the great like the, the greatest song from from the project. Yeah, there there was a quote from I love the office, which is unrelated, but there is this quote from Dwight Schrute: "Select the money the money beats." The so money beats, yeah. Um, so uh, unfortunately, you cannot pitch a song if it's a part of a compilation, so various artists, uh, or if you are a featured artist, you actually have to be listed as a main artist of the track itself and and uh, uh, and of the album or single that you're releasing. Uh, if you are a remixer uh, of a track, you have to be selected as a as a main artist yeah, as well. At least at the time of recording this, I think that's gonna change in the future. Just because there's more and more remixes coming out on Spotify, but let's see. Um, one other cool functionality of Spotify for artists is that you can actually add people to a team. If you're working with a label or publisher or a marketer or even a manager, uh, you can add these people to uh, your team, and you can discuss uh, who's the the best person to submit uh, the pitch because. Although it's not uh, proven, uh, having historic success with editors is probably a good sign. So uh, how we do it very often is we actually pitch as a label with uh, tr with artists that are uh, sometimes smaller, or sometimes we get uh, we get the feeling that it's I mean it's a bit better that that we send it. Having uh, we've we've been featured in uh, like over fifty editorials yeah. so far, so we hope that matters. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully. Um... Yeah, and then you're going to go uh, through a list of things that you'll be asked. Uh, as of today, they ask you about the mood of the track. Uh, you can select up to two genres. Um, 
coachers, uh, which can apply to some tracks, I assume. Um, what else was there? Whether it's a remix, studio, live recording. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of things that yeah. we we're gonna cover in detail in the article because it's it's just like it it's way easier to navigate. But yeah, basically your your music is under the upcoming section. Yeah. Uh, where you where you can select the track. As I said, it, if it's a, a single, obviously you can pitch it. Uh, but if it's an album or an EP. Uh, you you need to select the whole track, and then there's a drop down menu. Um, recently Spotify selected a whole bunch of um, they opened for yeah. uh, a whole bunch of genres, including uh, super specific ones such as like lo-fi beats, jazz beats, uh, chill beats, um, chill hop, instrumental hip hop. So this is all very different. Uh, yeah, there is everything, and also like in the electronic realm as well, there is like pretty yeah. much everything from downtemp to progressive house. Tech house, electronica as well, which yeah, is like an ambiguous well. <laughs> genre. Um, so make sure you select everything, and this is uh, actually the the metadata that we spoke about. A place where you just need to select the whole thing. Also, like select the whole, uh, select the whole bunch of um, instruments that you used. Yeah, that is very important because um, I usually try to think as an as editor who is working um, and. Again, I think it was from the last workshop I mentioned before. Basically, what they do is they are curating for specific playlists and they are looking for, let's say I would look for a jazz track that features um, saxophone who is more in the, let's say, chill kind of feel. So they would just pre-select all these filters and then the system is going to return all the tracks. And then obviously there's other metrics they are probably using like uh, artist following pre-saves before of the track, etc., etc. But that gives you a higher chance to land in the in the correct um, ear, so to say. And as I mentioned before, which is something I, I found pretty cool, they mentioned that an editor can leave notes to other editors. So if I'm curating a, let's say, a more uh, laid-back, soul R&B kind of a sexy vibe kind of thing, but I listen to a soulful tra- soul track that is still good, maybe I can note it for someone else. Yeah, and... Again, I cannot stress this enough, but do not select irrelevant uh, tags. You might want to end up on lo-fi beats or jazz vibes, but your track is just isn't right. So trust the editors and uh, make sure you select the relevant stuff. And they're just gonna uh, probably get you into uh, to a playlist that uh, your track fits. Yeah, your your job is basically to make the editors and the machine learning algorithm job easier, and you shouldn't fake or add stuff that just don't make sense. Yeah. So and the next screen, the most important uh, thing. Writing uh, the pitch. The actual Spotify pitch. Um, it's, yeah, it's probably the most important. Uh, at least they, they say uh, you have only 500 characters uh, with the spaces. <laughs> uh, so you should definitely use them wisely. Uh, wisely. Um, and we've heard editors say that you need to try to come as close uh, to 500 as possible. So utilize the space. 500 can be a lot, can be little. Uh, it depends what you're trying to say. But um, the text has to be a very good balance between the, your story, your artistic approach, the process behind creating the song, as well as previous success, your credibility, how you plan to promote the release, and uh, in which Spotify editorial would the track fit in your uh, opinion. Just show them you've done your homework. Um, I understand that these are a lot of things for 500 characters, and uh, you cannot 
possibly include all of this info in 500 characters. Uh, but try to think of uh, which is the most import- important aspect of your uh, uh, music and you as an artist. Um, actually, Spotify creators love context and community, and they take into account um, each uh, editorial playlist's uh, topic, theme, or even even like social context at the moment or political context. Uh, so it depends how famous you are or emerging. Uh, as we mentioned, there are different uh, playlists for this. Um, try to help them with uh, uh, with your initial research as much as possible and give them something that's interesting. What I what I usually do um, is back in the research phase, which I I would be done. So if I have, if I have at least when I do my label releases, um, if I'm at the stage of writing the text, which means I've done everything else, and I will have in my head five or ten editorials, it does help that we do this on a weekly basis, so we kind of know. I would say most of the editorial playlists or at least like hundreds. And I would often just uh, go and listen to the last update, look at the artwork and read the description uh, from Spotify and try to see whether a track fits or not and try to even incorporate part of the wording or adjectives into the pitch. And as Nasco said, it's very difficult to fit everything. Um, so you have to be on the point. I don't. I, I do believe as a, as a curator who also reads submissions, I don't, obviously you're, you're taking someone's time, so you gotta be on the point, like this is the story, that's the feel, maybe that's the activity that fits the track, or okay, I've been supported by this curator, or I've been featuring this radio, or this website, that's kind of stuff add to the whole picture. And if you if it's a part of a release, even though they often see that in the back, let's say you're pre-releasing a few singles, you can also mention that, or if there is gonna be a collaboration, everything kind of give a, gives a context, context. And I'm personally more a fan of providing a few different pieces of information, but shortly, than writing a long and very descriptive kind of um, sentence. Yeah, exactly. Um, we've, as I mentioned, we've had some uh, success with editorials, which we're very grateful for. Yeah, it's um, been a game changer for us. And- yeah, we like really in the, the I, th- I think we actually ended up on our first editorial like about a, a, a year ago, uh, around around that time, I think. Could be. Yeah, yeah like with Imageros. Yeah, we we don't talk actually we don't talk much about Stereofox, but it's it's so crazy that we started as a fun project eight years ago, and now we get to do that professionally and build a team, and everything has been made possible because of the DSPs and the support. It it makes a difference, honestly. But yeah, I think it was a year ago when we landed up on the first editorial. It is a it is a cool milestone, like honestly. Yeah. So yeah, we've uh, we decided to read you uh, <laughs> um, a few um, of the pitches that we've uh, we've had success with. Yeah. Um. So this is actually my first ever release, which I'm super grateful for. It was uh, yeah around a year ago. Uh, it was from Houndtrack and Cul-de-Sac. Which is currently at uh, around three million plays on Spotify, which was super cool, and it it's a great it's a great track and it's a great uh, uh, person behind it. Uh, Scott is an amazing producer and he managed to create a very cool story. So I'm just gonna read uh, this to you. Um, Houndtrack is an LA-based producer who opened uh, for Medicine and Fake here last year. He is very much inspired by nature and nostalgic memories when making music. You can often hear the sounds of waves and crunching leaves fused with synths and beats. Kudasak, his first release with Serifax Records, 
tells a story about his childhood street where all the kids used to skateboard, have, lim- have lemonade stalls, and had Halloween trick-or-treats. Simply a reflection of those carefree times. Boom. Awesome track, by the way. Awesome really, track. really, really cool. Awesome track. And I'm going to read one from Verdens. Hi, Jake. Uh, it's uh, the first single released with with his moniker um, uh, Verdens. And uh, we actually got an editorial playlist, which was uh, pretty, pretty awesome. Um, yeah, I'm going to read the, the, the pitch and then we're gonna, I'm going to discuss it a bit. Meet the newly born nature-inspired um, electronic side of producer Handbook. After growing his beat moniker for 10 years, the UK artist goes beyond the confines of hip-hop music in order to heavily emphasize imagery and mood by exploring the depths of deep house, chill techno, and down-tempo music. Ritual 2 is the first single from his debut EP with Stereofox Records, dark and captivating electronica for those late-night drives. A perfect fit for your electronic rising and low-key tech playlists. The track didn't end up on those two playlists, but it does, um, it does uh, like which showcases that it's not always your um, uh, decision. But hey, <laughs> it's pretty awesome. Soft yeah. Lounge House was uh, was the playlist, and uh, yeah, thank you again, Spotify. <laughs> yeah, great. We, we we one tip we probably missed: do save your pitches, write them down on a separate document because once you pitch, you can't see it, and once the track is out. So we, what we do is we just write them down, we analyze them, optimize, check what works and what, what doesn't. Of course, we can just speculate sometimes because yeah. we don't know what was the reason why a track uh, made it or not. Of course, many of them wouldn't. It still doesn't make them bad tracks on the contrary. But it's always good to, to have an inspiration and go back um, into your library of pitches and, uh, and yeah, just get try something new. Yeah, it's, again, good to have data, right? So it's good to take into account uh, what's successful and what not. Obviously, don't always rely on this because there are so many factors. Um, but yeah, um, the the last pitch I'm going to read is uh, for the, the uh, Yuhimura and Kazuki Isogai's first single uh, from uh, their Better Days EP that we released um, earlier this year, actually at the very start uh, of 2021. Uh, it actually ended up on uh, Lo-Fi Beats, which is the biggest beat playlist uh, uh, on Spotify. Yeah. <laughs> um, so here it is. Um, Emerge from the blues of 2020 with this mellow Lo-Fi piece that blossoms like a flower. From melancholy to enlightening hopefulness, Japanese producer Yuhimura and renowned Tokyo guitarist uh, Kazuki Sugai teamed up again for a six-track EP, Better Days to bring warmth and assurance for a brighter future. Uh, the first single, Hope, envelops a cantiva- captivating guitars and smooth beats, a sound they've proven to be dear to the audience of the Spotify editor playlist, a perfect addition to lo-fi beats. And it actually ended up there. Which again, uh, sometimes it happens, sometimes it doesn't. But yeah, we're very grateful for this, and um, they're both great producers. So yeah. yeah the awesome. important thing is just to keep trying. It's like making it or not in is great, it does have an impact on your streams. It does have an impact on your followers. Um, but it's not make it or break it. And you should just, as an advice that sometimes I talk to artists who are like, oh my God, it's to be an editorial. And if it doesn't happen, they, they get kind of kind of mellow out. But it is part of the journey, but it's just one part. Then as long as you're consistent and keep trying and I think being better, I think that's what uh, what matters. And things are going to work out the the way they are supposed to work out, right? Yeah, that's that's true. I mean, it shouldn't be your ultimate goal. 
I mean, it's great, obviously, but just make good music, right? And yeah. then things are gonna uh, align. Um, so go 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 for it. <laughs> <laughs> so you've hit you've hit that uh, pitch button, and now what? <laughs> now what going on? So the question that everyone asks themselves is, when will I get picked, if ever? Um, so there isn't like a deadline about it. We can add one more thing to do before pitching and being live, posting social media and trying to get as many uh, pre-saves as possible. I think building your followers is something that you should do regardless of of pitching to, to Spotify, but it does um, help if you have a momentum, people follow you, um, you could do get... Uh, pre-saves on your track because that indicates that on the release date the track is going to end up on their libraries automatically and obviously shows some sort of engagement and uh, fan love and in general just having a follower on instagram is super uh, instagram woo, spotify is really important because people rarely unfollow someone and it, the impact on your on your performance is huge there is a recent study from spotify uh which came out last week um checking out we're gonna link it in the description or article somewhere yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so, so yeah. So basically, there isn't like a deadline of uh, when you can be added. Uh, as I mentioned, there there's been cases when when you get added like right away with your release. Uh, Kilimanjaro uh, ended up a very yeah, day one. Uh, yeah, very very soon. Um, but we've also seen tracks added uh, like over a month ago. Usually, it's just around two three weeks after the release, more or less. Uh, but yeah, don't lose hope, but <laughs> don't rely or hope on this. Um, so you never know what's going to happen. But uh, as we said, you, your track doesn't disappear from the Spotify editor's database. And uh, sometimes you you can end up, uh, you know, you can become part of a context or something else uh, for the editors that uh, gets important. And you might get picked up like over a month or, or two ago uh, later. So... Um, as uh, Ivo said, uh, it was very important to be as active as possible uh, uh, after your release or even before to kind of um, bring anticipation to your your fan base for your uh, release. Uh, Spotify say they uh, that around twenty percent of all pitches uh, make it to at least one editorial. Uh, we don't have the, the data <laughs> okay. about it, but. <laughs> Try to stand out. I mean, even twenty percent is relatively high, but it's not so high. So, like one fifth of the tracks. There, are, there are a lot of tracks. There is a lot of music. That's that's yeah, my math is. I have a hard time believing it's twenty percent. Just crunching the numbers in my head, knowing how many tracks do get released on Spotify every single yeah. day. But, anyways, you should pitch, regardless. Great. I do have a couple of tips and tricks that I've learned from this. <laughs> Go for it. Doing doing complicated releases uh, has been a bit uh, funny and interesting, uh, but I, I did learn a lot. Um, so one of the things that's very common when doing a collaboration with two or more main artists, make sure uh, each of them pitches the song. You can actually do this, which is great if you're a main artist. Uh, I'd advise to choose different but still relevant genres, moods, etc. Uh, so you can get a higher chance of being noticed by different editors uh, because you cannot... I mean, sometimes tracks can be complex and you cannot select like 10 genres, right? But yeah, try to diversify and uh, try to uh, send it to different people. 
uh, you can try different approaches to uh, the the text. So also vary the text. Choose different pitch uh, texts uh, for different uh, for the different artists. I think. Um, another another thing, another thing. Um, after the track is out, do not just sit back and uh, uh, rely on that you're gonna end up at editorial. Do your work. Do your marketing. Try to end up on as many uh, independent, independent yeah, um, blogs and playlists because this actually shows interest of your uh, of the audience and this hires a chance to uh, to end up on editorial because you're interesting. And I think we've covered most of the things we want to talk about. I, I'm pretty sure we're gonna go back to the topic, especially because these are just the first episodes we're recording, and the topic is. I think we can talk about it for a few hours more, but yeah, so far so good. <laughs> yeah, uh, just one last thing I think is very important to mention. You cannot pay to get into an editorial. Yes, <laughs> that's and whoever there is, says so, just run away. Like, don't do that. Yeah, it's it's definitely a scam. Uh, this is called payola, and it's just against Spotify's uh, policy. Yeah, policies. They even filtering out like if whether it's just for editorial or even independent playlists, they're gonna. They catch them filter out plays and stuff like that, like bot banks and yada yada. Yeah, um, hope this was useful, guys. Uh, as uh, we've mentioned before, we're gonna put this into an article uh, so you can actually uh, read things in details. We're gonna try to create a checklist to yeah. help you out uh, with things you need to take into consideration, so it guides you because you know we we didn't learn this uh, for us to keep. You know, yeah. The, as I said, the podcast is just a, essentially the commentation of our journey as a label and curator and a and a team into the vast world of music industry. And uh, hopefully, we'll just get better <laughs> from now on. I think in the future we might have just different landing pages for every episode. Who knows? But this has been great. Yeah, if you're interested in uh, a topic that we 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 might be able to talk about. Uh, just drop us a line. Yeah, Instagram, I think, is the safest place, at least at the time being. Follow us on Instagram. Um, send us a message. We'll try to respond. We also have a Discord server where we talk about a lot of industry stuff. And um, yeah, it's thank been you great. for listening. And thank you, Boyan, for just being so patient and, and caring. Oh. <laughs> okay. Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys. <laughs>